the power of the energy around you, the power of prayer, there if you would just mesh them together, voila, you've got the most amazing healing instrument. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Brilliant Misfits, talking with amazing women around the globe about how they're doing things their way and being brilliant. If you would like to join the conversation, you can join the Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, where we continue the conversation and expand creative possibilities. And at asiakennedy.com, you can find more of my offerings on how to live a mindful, creative life. Today, I have a really special guest, and I'm very excited. She's all the way the other side of the world from me. Her name is Dr. Shireen, and she's living in Dubai at the moment, and she's a pediatrician, and I'm going to let her describe her work for you. So welcome. Welcome, Shireen, to the show. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Now, did you grow up in Dubai, or are you just working there now? I'm just working here now. Actually, I had a very uh, cosmopolitan upbringing. The first uh, few years of my life, I was in England. And um, then we used to, uh, you know, move between Pakistan and Austria because my mother is Austrian and my father's Pakistani. So I've been to school in Austria and Switzerland and Pakistan and England, <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess you, um, with the parents like that, you have come into the world to be a bit global, I think. I guess so. If I don't travel after a few months, I get itchy feet, you know, so I have to go somewhere. Mm. And how did you land in Dubai? Well, um, uh, my sister moved here a few years ago and uh, she said that um, uh, it, it's very nice. It's a very good atmosphere to work in. And they needed doctors, so I said, let's have a try. And I came over and I got a job immediately. And um, I've been with the same company for all this while. They're really nice people. Beautiful. So you've been a pediatrician for over 25 years. Yes. But you also have another skill, and that's what I'm really curious about. You say that you are trained as an intuitive medical scanning, like you do intuitive medical scanning. Can you describe what that is? Yes, it is. Um, uh, a person can tune in into their extrasensory um, abilities, and everybody has that. It's not only uh, that one person has it and one person doesn't. You can actually hone into it and develop it and all that. And since I have obviously extensive um, training in uh, the human body, I can focus much more better than a person who isn't trained in anatomy and physiology. So I'm able to actually scan a person like a CT scan or an MRI with my mind. As, as a scientist, it seemed a bit implausible at the moment, uh, in the beginning. So uh, I started doing studies, you know, mm. case studies, in which I would uh, offer free scanning to people and I would ask them to give feedback. I used to have a form they used to fill out. And I was 
amused at the success I saw over there. And so, when you say success, do you mean that the, you were accurate in your ability to um, medically scan them and be accurate in your, um, well, I guess, is it a diagnosis? What would you call it? I, I think so. I think so, yes. Uh, um, they uh, themselves used to say, well, I hit the nail on the head, so to say, and um, uh, I was able to Sometimes there were people who weren't sure exactly what had happened to them or why they were feeling that way. And I focused on um, certain areas and they said, well, we never thought of that. They went back to their doctors, talked to their doctors, and it turned out that I was, let's say, 95% right. Wow, that's amazing. So when did you first, I mean, what made you be inclined to study intuitive medicine? Did you feel that you had a natural ability or what made you interested in pursuing that out of a sort of um, normal pediatrician uh, background and studies? Well, uh, my grandmother was, my Austrian grandmother was psychic mm-hmm. and I heard here that uh, my Pakistani great-grandmother also had some abilities. And my mom also has, she's not developed, but she has these flashes and all that. And my husband and I were talking one day and he said that, you know, you always say something before I want to. And you always, you're staring at your phone as if you're thinking that it's going to ring. And sure enough, in a couple of seconds, it rings. And what do you make of it? I think you've got ESP. I said, I know I've got ESP, but I never mentioned it because you thought I, you would think I'm cuckoo or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, a scientist, you know, one thinks that um, you you try to go for the facts rather than uh, you know what you perceive. And um, then he said to me, he came one day and he said, "Look, there's a, a course that's going on. It's here in the newspaper, and they're trying to develop the ESP of people." I said, "Okay, fine. Let me go and check." I didn't know anything about this intuitive medical scanning at the time. So I attended the course and the guy in the course, he had these sessions where he would make us scan people. And I used to be finished within a couple of minutes and he used to say, wow, you've got a natural ability for that. So uh, that was actually the stepping stone. And I sort of started uh, going on with that and, um, as a matter of fact, even when I work, <laughs> I just put my hand on the kids and I know what's wrong with them. I have to make a whole show and dance of taking on my stethoscope and <laughs> examining them. <laughs> I know already what, what there is, you know. Mm. And, uh, it, it sort of just came from that point. Mm. Uh, I'm really loving that story. I've I've spoken to a few women and it seems to be that these innate abilities are coming through. And um, I think they're more accepted now where maybe in the past we would have been burned at the stake for for displaying Probably. such abilities. But would have done me in the pond or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I think um, in today's world, I feel that the feminine, the these abilities, these psychic abilities, these um, you know, the ability to tune into ish- intuition and trust our perception rather than just go on facts, is coming through stronger and stronger. Um, I've met a, a doula who you know she works very intuitively as well, and she had to leave her profession actually because. 
because it was too um, narrow and she couldn't actually use her gifts. Do you find that in your work that that's accepted, that they accept that you can use those skills within the medical um, arena? I haven't told anyone over there. Oh. But my, <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll surely get a... Well, uh, but I do use my Reiki skills on newborn babies and um, the because uh, I, I receive the newborn babies, I'm, I'm uh, certified for neonatal resuscitation. So uh, many times, you know, uh, when the children are crying a lot when they are born and I want to calm them down, I just give them a little shot of Reiki and I hold them in a certain way. And the nurses always are, you know, finding it so amusing because the moment I put my hands away, the baby is crying. The moment I put my hands on the baby, is, it's quiet. So <laughs> they say uh, Dr. Shirin is using her magic hands again. That's the, only, that's the only thing they know about me. Right. So they just think you have magic hands. Do they ever ask about it or they just think that, oh, well, she's just got magic hands and they don't really... Uh, want to know much more <laughs> I don't think they have ever thought about it you mm, know so mm. and I don't want to elaborate over there because um, as you said people are becoming more open however there are some people I it took some time for me also you know to my scientific mind and my intuitive mind were always fighting every day now I just let it go with the flow mm. so how do you let it go with the flow how do you balance that within yourself? Well, um, you know, um, in the beginning when I used to scan the people, I, I asked them for really a um, minimum amount of signs and symptoms. Like when you go to a doctor, you say, doctor, I've got a headache and a cough. What do I do? <clears throat> the doctor doesn't ask you for the diagnosis. He just asks you for the present signs and symptoms and that's it. And then you he examines or she examines you. I used to do that too. And then I used to think, well, maybe I'm applying my medical knowledge a bit too much. But then I realized that they were actually synchronizing with each other and helping each other, mm. which was actually a positive thing. And it helped, uh, you know, pinpoint what the patient has. And um, there are times that I really got a bit of a bleak di uh, diagnosis and prognosis and I wasn't very happy to tell the people because um, that was that was that was where my um, you know my uh, question marks would arise. That look, I've seen this, and do I tell this to somebody or not? Even yeah. even in a normal situation, you don't tell somebody. Well, I think that the, I can see a shadow hovering over you. Yeah. So I guess you have to use a lot of discretion and discernment. Exactly. In the information that you receive. Yeah. Well, that must be kind of difficult. How do you make those decisions? Well, well, it depends. Uh, uh, if, if it's um, just like somebody asked me to scan their father who had a tumor, and um, I knew for a fact that that person would um, lose their father very soon. So, um, well, that person was uh, actually, she was a friend of mine. And um, I just told her, why don't you go and spend some time with your father? Mm. And I said it in a very nice way. <laughs> mm. And she, she did go and spend time with her father then in the end. And she was happy that she was able to do that. 
Yeah, that's but, yeah, that's beautiful. But, hmm. but if you tell somebody, well, I think your child is about to die or something, I try not to. Yeah, I, I just, I just uh, try to explain the graveness of the situation and uh, what what can or cannot be done. But um, I don't think that's in my hand as a intuitive medical scanner to say when somebody is going to um, not be around or, or get better. You know, I can, I, I just try to limit myself to diagnosis and treatment options. Mm. Do you work in any emergency situations where that skill that you have would come in handy because you would get it really quickly and you could um, do something really more speedily than if you were to go through other processes? Well, uh, every patient that I get uh, in in an emergency, I already, um, before I pick up my stethoscope or any other instrument, I'm already scanning them. Mm. It's a bit difficult because your adrenaline is quite high at the in the ER and you're running and tripping over stuff and all. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's just like raisin at me, I tell you. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is this, that... Um, to some extent, at least, you know, you can't you can't tune out or you can't phase out at that time. So um, I guess maybe just about twenty percent is used at the time. But but at least you know where to where to go and what you're honing into. Wow, it sounds like an amazing thing to be able to have that as uh, part of your gifts in healing people. Have you always been interested in in helping people in this way, in a medical way? Well, um, funny you would say that because I wanted to be a doctor with passion ever since I was four years old. Wow, four years old. And did you, what did you see? Did you just picture yourself as a doctor or how did that come to you? Well, <laughs> I, I, I was admitted as a four-year-old in the Great Ormond Street Hospital in London and I loved it there. I loved the atmosphere. I loved the, uh, you know, the people moving around and the children. I was in the children's ward, obviously. And whenever there would be a wishing star or a birthday a cake, to, uh, can, uh, the candles to blow out anything, everybody would say, make a wish. Say, please, 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 God, please, please, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. And voila, here I am. I'm a doctor. Ah, incredible. Sometimes I think, um, you know, I'm very spiritual. I don't know if that's a really good word. Some people don't like the word spiritual, but I do really believe that there is something greater than us. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, we do come in to the physical world, into a human body, and that there are certain seeds that are already planted in us that um, we're here to do something very specific and unique uh, to us. And, you know, sometimes it's very clear, like in your case, at four years old, you said, I want to be a doctor. And for some people, it's not so clear and they go through life and it changes. It doesn't necessarily just be the one thing. Yes, you're right. But um, I don't know. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't even think of uh, doing anything else. Um, there was a time that, you know, um, I, you know, in, in the political situation in Pakistan and all that, they, it might have been that I couldn't have uh, pursued my studies. So I started looking into studying languages and all that. My heart wasn't in it. Mm. And 
Mm-hmm. Then I got I got admission in university, and then it was plain sailing from then. Yeah, I mean it's the bottom line, isn't it? I mean I hear it from every woman from every walk of life who comes on the show. It's really about following your heart um, and doing what you love, and just following that sensation that you have inside of you that draws you to something uh, particular to explore that, to be curious about it, and to let it unfold into your life. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, this might sound a bit um, silly, but um, when uh, we used to be asked by the professor, uh, especially our surgery professor, can you do this in this procedure? And um, I said, yeah, I can do it. And I never used to do it in my life. I used to go into the bathroom, read it up, and do it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that attitude. It's like, yes, you say yes, and then find out how to do it. You know, that's a really wonderful sort of uh, wise tip or tool for uh, people listening to the show. I mean, sometimes you just have to say yes, and then trust and just go for it. And it doesn't even matter, and like, you know, if you don't do it absolutely perfectly, just the willingness to do it, like something else will be there and support you and help you in your efforts. That's been my attitude uh, in life. I've, ne- I've tried never to say no because the moment I say no to anything, um, I get I get depressed and I f- feel that things go uh, take a U turn with me. So I, everything's yes. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if it's true for you, but maybe like for some people, it's hard to say yes because it's it it's hard to step out of something that feels comfortable and known. But I think we can, you know, we can all make little tiny steps to do something and say yes to something that we haven't done before. And it's liberating, it's it's energizing, and it's expanding, and it feels really good. Yes, you're absolutely right. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the amazing work that you do. Do you have any stories that you'd like to share or something that's particularly like stands out in your mind? Um, because I know that you love doing what you do and I and, and working with children. Well, you mean intuitively or otherwise? Yeah, intuitively. Let's talk about that. Because you seem well, to come from a family of healers. Um, you know, you do have it in your family lineage. So it's coming through you as well. Yes, my, my um, Austrian grandmother used to be very much into herbs and, you know, treatment with herbs and um, my mom has this in her mind, you know, when I try to give her blood pressure medicine or something, she will rather take something herbal and, um, you know, um, fight with me about taking allopathic medicine mm-hmm. than, <clears throat> than actually taking the proper medicine. And I do um, sometimes, you know, bow to her decisions where it is possible, and I myself sometimes go towards herbal medicine. Probably it's all within uh, the genes, I guess. But um, I I have a very um, broad outlook where treatments are concerned Uh, because not everything is black and white. I mean, uh, if you talk to some doctors, they'll say, no, only our allopathic medicine is right. If you talk to the homeopaths, their medicine is right. The um, herbal doctors, I think there should be a sort of a mesh or a, um, what do you call it, a 
Like a synthesis. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's sort of a, like a wedding of all these <laughs> things together. And um, well, if you come to uh, come to that point, uh, I have a really nice healing um, um, story. My, one friend of mine, she's a surgeon. She fell down and broke her middle finger. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, she was so upset because she had her finger in a splint um, for at least, the doctor said, six weeks. And since she does surgery with her right hand, uh, she said she won't be able to do surgery for about six weeks. I told her, don't worry. It's okay. Let me let me just check you. I checked her and she had a... I said, your fracture is not that bad and it's very well aligned because I'd intuitively seen it. I said, just let me give you some Reiki every day. So... I would sit next to her and I would just gesture with my hand. And she said, my God, what are you doing? I said, why? What's wrong? She said, I feel whenever you sit next to me and you make that gesture, it's like my hands on fire. It's, it's, it's warm. It's like a warm compress. So I did this for her twice a day and uh, her hand healed within three weeks rather than six. Mm. Mm. And there's no deformity or anything at all, and uh, she's quite happy. I bet she's happy. That's fabulous. I mean, and I, I mean, really, when you think about uh, what we are, not so much who we are, but what we are, we're, we're energy and everything is energy. And um, for those who aren't familiar with Reiki, it is an energy healing, isn't it? You're actually using energy, transmitting energy to, to the person. Well, um, think of it, sorry for the, uh, interrupting, but you know, if you think of it this way, mm-hmm. um, scientifically, let's, let's go scientifically because yes. I try to justify things. Our brains are, uh, batteries, right? Mm-hmm. They work like batteries. They are the, uh, compressors, uh, and, uh, batteries, whatever they, they, um, uh, emit a positive and a negative charge that, uh, power up the heart, the heart is pumping, they're negative and positive ions in the body. And uh, when you get such energy in a unit, like a human being, you have to get some sort of energy discharges also. It's like if you go and uh, go to a, a, a any any um, power unit or anything, you feel the waves coming out and the humming, etc. Um, so every human being on this earth has their own signature or their own power emitter now that is causing energy waves all over the world you can't see it but the people who know where it is and what it is they can actually tap into it and focus it towards a certain human being and that uh, and since they know how to focus how to do it they're picking up the positive energies rather the rather than negative so i, I guess that's how i justify it <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a beautiful explanation. And um, I love hearing scientific points of view because I'm not a scientist, but I do know these on a deep level, just a, a sort of knowing inside about, um, you know, understanding that we are energy and that these things actually work. I don't really know how they work because I'm not a scientist. I don't really study that, but I know they work and I can see that and I've seen it happen. And and it's a wonderful thing that, you know, more and more, I think uh, we're opening up to inviting more of that sort of healing energy into our lives and into the world. Uh, 
Well, um, another point I'd like to say is, you know, a lot of people used to, uh, not a lot, of, but a few of uh, my friends who are a bit on the religious side, hmm. um, they used to say, well, what you're doing is not... Um, not not religious it's it's pagan mm. so i went and did a bit of research and i've got this beautiful it's a beautiful illustrated book on islamic medicine and in that it showed that the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he what he did was to heal pain he used to put his hands on the people and say a prayer which is exactly what we do with Reiki, isn't it? Mm, it is indeed. And I just got chills up and down my body when you were saying that, uh, describing him putting his hands on people and praying. Um, I think that and we just all, a, yes. Just a simple prayer, just um, I believe in God and I do this in the name of God, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yes. And and uh, once I read that and got uh, affirmation that what I'm doing is right, I went more strongly ahead with that because I said, no, nobody can stop me. If my holy prophet can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful to share that, Shireen, because we all have that ability. You know, it's not just um, parceled out to certain people and they're, they're special. We really, all of us have the ability to heal ourselves and heal each other. And um, yeah. The power of the energy around you the power of prayer there if you would just mesh them together voila you got the most amazing healing instrument mm. Mm. beautiful now do you offer your um you know you work as a pediatrician but then you also have this uh, wonderful ability to medically scan people do you do that as a separate thing from your work yes i do uh, i have started um doing it um I mean, I ask people to pay for it now. Uh, it's still oh, that's good. <laughs> it, it, it's still it's still fairly new, so I so I'm a bit apologetic about it. <laughs> and again, my scientific, my scientific mind warring with my intuitive mind, but um, I guess uh, I have a very nice friend in Bristol who sort of eggs me on and encourages me, and she said, "Come on, for God's sake, you're using your mind, you're using your brain." Um, you need to start charging now. So I got a PayPal account now. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, I think it's difficult when um, for these sorts of uh, healing gifts to charge. I mean, we're so conditioned to think that we need this, you know, documents and certifications and, and all of that's completely valid. I'm not putting that down, but I'm saying that, you know, something like this gift that you have and your ability to heal people, it's sometimes hard to say you're going to charge money for that, but it is a real gift to people. And by, you know, you value it yourself when you are able to say that this is my fee for this and it's completely valid and appropriate yeah well um i think you're right and uh, since i am taking time out and um i i it is an effort mm. i i put as much as possible into my um sessions so i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i try to encourage all women who you know sometimes the things that seem natural for us are the hardest things to charge money for because it just seems so natural for us to be able to do them 
I know, you know, when I, when I started off medicine, um, because I worked initially in a government hospital where we used to have thousands of patients a day. And when I went into private practice, it was extremely difficult for me to charge the people. I had to get myself a secretary to do the charging because I couldn't personally charge anybody. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, it just shows what a beautiful, warm heart you have and how generous you are. And um, yeah. And you deserve to be paid and for your value and for what you're bringing into the world. Now, what if somebody wanted to, do you do this long distance? Like, would you do something like that over Skype or? Yeah, I usually do it over Skype. Okay. And uh, um, I also um, can do it via WhatsApp and uh, Messenger. I, I just need to be in contact. It doesn't have to be verbal. It can be also written. Right, uh, because because I'll just tune in into the person and um, after asking a few basic questions, and um, yeah, the, that's all I need. So, what's the best way if people wanted to connect with you for that? Just uh, send me a message on Messenger, or uh, they can email me at shirin one at yahoo dot com. That's S H I R W E N, the number one at yahoo dot com. Okay, I'll, I'll post all of that. I'll, I'll take and put the links for that, for your email address and also your Facebook page where they can messenger you through that particular Facebook page, correct? Right, yep. that would be nice. Thank you. Yeah, so I'll just put the links up on the show notes so that after you're listening to the show, any listeners who are interested in contacting Shireen and want to have a medical to intuitive medical scanning done. Um, she's happy and delighted to do that for you, I'm sure. And you'll be able to contact her directly. Well, uh, anybody that comes through your um, show gets a discount. Oh, that's very generous. <laughs> that's very generous. Beautiful. Now, do you have anything that you'd like to impart, some wisdom or something that you'd like to share with the listeners before we end our show today, Shireen? Well, the only thing I can think of is that be true to yourself. If you have something, if you want something and you think it's good for you, don't think of the others. I mean, it does sound a bit selfish, but uh, obviously you think of the others, but you think what you need and what you want to. Because if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will. Wow. That's beautiful. That's a great reminder that we need to fill our cups up first, and then we have plenty to give to others. Yeah. One of the <clears throat> best examples is when you go on a plane, they tell you to First, put oxygen on your own self and then uh, look after the, your child or the other person next to you. That's right. That's true. Look after yourself first. Be true to you. Follow your passion, your heart. Do what you love. Take care of yourself. And then you have lots to give to everyone else. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly what I meant. You put it in a better way than I have. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shireen. It's been a delight. I have been wanting to talk to you for the longest time um, because when I heard what you're doing in the world, I was just like, oh, I have to speak to this beautiful woman and um, share her delightful story and share what she's doing in the world. Thank you so much for being on Brilliant Misfits. Thank you so much for having me. 
Wow. I'm so grateful that Dr. Shireen uh, agreed to come on the show in her really busy schedule um, across the world. We had to set up a time that worked for both of us. I'm in Australia and she's over in Dubai. And um, I'm just thrilled to have that talk with her. She really, um, to me, is an example of uh, women who have these incredible medical scientific backgrounds, and they're bringing in this other gift that um, has been seeded within them, the gift of their intuition, um, their ability to do things that aren't the tangibles, which is what our world is mostly focused on and sort of uh, poo-poo's the other stuff. And I think that these women are the pioneers that are really going to help us bring in that ancient wisdom that's there that's needed right now to heal ourselves, heal each other and heal the planet. So all part of the feminine rising and that really excites me and I'm really honored to present these women and have them share their stories of not fitting in and then being really finding themselves and being true to who they are and no matter what the critics say out there to stand true, stand strong and bring through a new way of of being in the world and being brilliant. So until next week, be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.